0: Hi, folks, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 16th of December 2018. I'll start off by saying that Canada Post, that was on this kind of rotating strike, they called it for parcels, anything over a letter size is a parcel, and they went back to work about a week ago, but they have a backlog of parcels to deal with, apparently incoming, outgoing. So anyway, anything I'm sending out right now, we're probably a bit late in getting there, but it'll eventually get there. That's just the way things are these days, and at least, you know, as we go down the tubes, I think worldwide (laughs) with the systems, we're at least still putting things out. Generally, the Postal Service works great when there's no other problems going on, and I hope they don't privatise that, because it is it is pretty efficient even though they have cut back over the years drastically Especially in rural areas again To make you all go up to a communal big postal box types where, you, where you collect your mail uh, Even if you're a few a few kilometres or miles from it You have to go and do it That's just the way it is And that saves them of course uh, Having post, postal workers that literally deliver to door to door Basically in the, in the rural areas that is and in the winter it's quite a thing too because you've you got to go up there and, and the the boxes they put in are astonishing. I've mentioned this before. When they, when they open up them up, they've got a key to open the main one up. So you've got a, a unit there with maybe, I don't know, 12 different postal boxes in it and, and a whole stack of them lined up together, but each unit's about 12 of them or so. And they open it up and there's your little pigeonhole part. But when they close the thing... Uh, about an inch all around it comes off of it because of the door So whatever they put in there sometimes is too big You can't get the darn thing out Once, you open, once the customer opens the, the, their door You can't get a darn thing You've got to cut it out of the box Or rip it apart inside it And then take it out piece by piece That's how it works, really But uh, that that's just the way things are going these days But uh, So anybody who's, who's waiting for something Don't worry, you'll get it eventually as things get cleared up, all the backlogs and everything else. I mentioned too that uh, there's a few days of thaw here, so it's, it's quite nice. Actually, it's a couple of days of thaw, a partial thaw of the snow, that came really early this year again and because of global warming. And what it is now is a standard thing you get. Uh, generally, in the, maybe in the first week or two of January, you sometimes get it, and sometimes it's later, not sometimes it's earlier. So this is an earlier time for maybe, well, maybe get a week out of it. Who knows? Or a few days at least. And it helps to get some of the snow down. And in the country areas, it sometimes helps. And if you've got dirt roads, because uh, it'll the ice will form into the the gravel. And, and get more solid there And then there's a little bit of snow on top And then you got a grip again And it really helps to an extent uh, When you're travelling over it Especially if you've got little hills there And I certainly do have little hills Remember too that you get got the books and discs To order at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com For those who want to do it There's lots of discs as well You can you can also order And they're a bit better quality Than what goes over the blog basically They're clearer too Plus you got a copy for as long as you want to keep them in good repair. <laughs> also, I always tell people to go into the site and see the other sites. I do have my official sites. They're all listed there. And you can order from my official sites, including not just coming through the matrix, dot whatever, but uh, you've also got Alan Watts sentient, EU, and you can order there as well. So remember anything, it's not my sites. It doesn't take you to my sites, it's not mine. And I've had this problem over the years of folk just literally uh, printing them up and doing it by themselves and and pretending they're me. And that's the world we live in today too, mind you. And it'll get a lot worse as we get more and more global because uh, there's not enough work for the global society, is there? And the con people, the ones who generally get to the top of the tree, do it through politics or so. But there's too many of them now too going into politics, so you've got to do it many other ways. And the psychopathic types find very quick ways to, to make money off everybody, off of everybody else. That's just what they do. And since the system now, as I mentioned last week, isn't really penalizing people, even for hard crime, for stabbings and things, they're not doing it the same way, or raping children in some cases then get used to it, I suppose. That's the message we're getting, because that's what the public will take from all these these news articles from the the general media. So we are going down the tubes, and we're being told, in other words, that that everything's changed. Everything's changed. The old system is still owned by the same groups that that owned it before. We're all owned and ruled, basically, by the big banks that, that set up this monopoly across the planet called Central Banking System, with its IMF and, and its World Bank and its Bank for International Settlements. Same group, that said, Alfred Milner, who set up the, his group, transformed into the Royal Institute for International Affairs, Dash Council and Foreign Relations. I mean, he was a banker, member, and many of his other protégés were as well. International, of course. And they wanted an international world system, even government. They used the British taxpayer to fund it all for them into existence and used it in the military as well. Very well organised when you think about it. Uh, And even made people awfully, awfully patriotic to go off and fight for an empire that some people, generally as they got older, says, well, what on earth are we doing there anyway? Really, because it wasn't for the people. You got nothing from it. But the ones at the top did, of course. I'll I'll maybe do a talk on that eventually because I've got a lot of data. I've given up stuff before, but a lot of data on the conditions the people lived in, in Britain during that whole period. You wouldn't believe it. Most folk didn't even have shoes, you know, in working class areas all the way up into the 20th century until World War I. Not kidding you, you know. It's so well hidden, isn't it, with all these BBC dramas where they have the, the girls and the coaches and the footmen and the big, big mansions and so on that belong to the bankers of the day. That's what they really use for all that. But the reality of the majority of the public, we're they not, weren't living, living like anything in those conditions at all. And some of them were actually still dying of dysentery into the early 20th century with no, no running water, uh, no sewage facilities and in so, the big cities. But they're, but they're trained people that, that was completely different. That's quite amazing when you think about it. It didn't take too much with an overall control system to do that. And it's worse today since they're actually teaching in universities all this white privilege stuff that really wasn't true for most people at all. And don't forget too, any people can be used to go out and brutalise other people. So you get a poor bunch, get them dressed up in a uniform. It has still happened today across the world, with different countries involved in these kind of things. And then you use the brutalised folk to to then go out and brutalise other people. So don't don't blame what you see as a front group. They can use anybody as a front group to do do their dirty work for them. It's just too easy, isn't it? And folk who have been brutalised themselves with poverty. And don't forget, with poverty comes a lot of fear in a a system where where poverty isn't really tolerated very well. Don't forget, in the UK and Britain, poverty was seen as a a disease. It wasn't just a social disease, it was a disease that the people had inferior genes and bad stock and all that stuff. That's what they said. And those folk, literally, it was a crime to be poor. It literally was. And that was institutionalized in the Victorian reign into the, the Georgian reign as well. We're living in amazing times today to watch the camouflage and the complete backtracking and uh, the covering up of what was. And it's happening in a lot of countries across the world at the same time. Even as we live, isn't it? We've all lived through the last, oh, what, what would you say, uh, 20, almost 30 years of, of wars in the Middle East. 30 years, actually. That's not counting the, the previous ones with ongoing supports of Al-Qaeda that was meant to fight the Soviet Union and has been continuous, really. With the West and and different entities funding, different groups radicalizing them, actually, you know, training them in fact, and using them right to the present time. We're watching it back and forth, back and forth. And as we do it, you'll find even organizations that are up there doing a lot of this stuff are now targeting people who mention it, like you're not supposed to anymore. Like you're supposed to have no memory of what was going on before. Even though it was printed in a lot of papers, including the CFRs on magazines, that ISIS was their best ally now, hmm. or could be their best ally. It's astonishing how how quickly reality is changing, isn't it? It, it? Authority tells you that it's changing, and that's what you do. Just change it now. And the, there's always a slight threat behind it. Some of the newspapers are on board with this, threatening other people in, in, in the media. If you don't go along with the agenda, they're getting rather nasty about it. Don't think for a second that things cannot turn nasty Because first comes the threat to to conform and shut up And the next stage is obviously more severe, put it that way Really And the big boys themselves are putting out lots of messages Of what you're supposed to believe That that the stuff that you can repeat from years ago From from their their own uh, newspapers at times You're a conspiracy theorist if you mention them well, still there, they're still out there from the big, big, big uh, newspapers of the day. You understand? We're in Orwell's 1984 where Brian tells Winston, he says, if I see I can fly, you'll believe it. Yeah, I, I can fly. And he, you you believe how many fingers I hold up or, or the that I tell you they're not, not what you see. And eventually you'll, you'll see what I tell you they are. You understand? Reality itself has been... Really challenged today. But it always comes back to the same old 1984 method of really threatening people, really threatening them to conform. And the threats are rather nasty. They're always brutish to an extent. But the message is loud and clear. You better see four fingers, or two and two will be five, you better say, you know. Or whatever it is you're told to say. That's, just, that's what Orwell was trying to get through to you. It's always the same thing of tyranny. It always takes the same form. I don't care what country it is, they all use it. They've all used it and still do. Always. We live in a very brutal system. A very brutal system. And under the, the, the oh, we're, we're so evolved now, and we're, so, we're so polished and we're so, we're so intelligent today, all this nonsense, it's not sort of a veneer of nonsense, that somehow things have changed. Nothing's changed. The same brutes of power are in control. They always are in control. Governments tolerate to an extent nuisances and have different ways of getting rid of them or defaming them or whatever it happens to be. But they always, you know, there's the dirty trick squads out there too. Sure there are. They've always been out there. Always. I can remember when people initially, you know, we get initial shocks and then we're immediately misled off them into other, other weird topics. That grabs your attention, that's intentionally put out there To get you off the fact you're seeing brutality You might be talking about brutality that you see and, But it's immediately gone Or they give you a financial crash or something like that And I can remember the extraordinary renditions, as it called Kidnapping people and taking them to other places that they're prearranged And torturing them Now, all our governments have been involved in this all of them All of these wonderful, sophisticated, advanced systems In which we are told that we live in That, that put out uh, movies and dramas about the bad ones It's always somewhere else, right? To make you think that you're so spotless and clean But all our countries were doing the same thing And still are, I'm sure I won't stop just with, with people from uh, certain nations they'll, 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 Yes, they'll do it within, uh, within their own nations Absolutely things get worse. That's what always happens in every country. Those who seek power are always involved in in being brutish. And since there's more to cover up in all our systems of power, everywhere in every country, then the more brutish they are. There there are too many people, important people, with things to lose. And the system we live in is so incredible. I really believe it's, it's really corrupt. It's not a real system How can it be a real system When all you get to do is vote for a face Every so often You've never seen before Who says nonsense to you And and they give you local uh, politicians Well I'm, I'm for your area I'm your representative Really? Well once they're in And you have a problem about what their parties are up to, or whatever your cash and the whole bit in your area, it, that politician is going. Well, I can't really help you there. I'll look into it, but I can't really help you because I must go with the party on this one. Well, what's the point in voting them? Local represent, representatives. What's the point in voting them in? What is it? Tell me. What was the point? Cost more money. Why don't you just get three different parties or four, whoever it happens to be, take the leaders, and they're the party, and you can vote for them. And you, you've just, you've, once they get in, of course, you've, you've got less wages to, to, to spend. What's the point of having a yes man or a woman or whatever these days? What's the point of it? Because any important decision, you, you don't get any, any say in at all, any say whatsoever at all, where it's war. Whether it's taxation of any kind, whether it's changing the system in which you live, you don't get any say in that either. You know, you have no say in, in this strange, mystical system of central banking that has no. where money is based on nothing behind it. And yet they have to go to university to find out how to manage the, 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 all these IOUs based on nothing. What a farce that, that is, isn't it? It's the same with income tax. I've always said if the average person cannot, cannot figure out at a glance what they want and they have to go to some somebody who, who understands it all for them or one of these walk-in places at tax time and malls and so on. If it's set up like that, then, then there's a con going on. What's simple about adding and subtracting? What, what's difficult, I should say, about adding and subtracting? What's difficult about that? I mean, it's ridiculous. It should be very, very simple. And since they're going to take it off, yeah, now we just see. We just the government should just see. We want you know half of you what you earn. You understand? That's what that should it should. Be. But again, don't forget, it's voluntary. It's voluntary. Because they had all the arguments before, they brought in the temporary war tax in World War One, they stayed here forever. And the victory tax in other countries it stayed there forever. Before that, the reason that it was going to be temporary is because they had to have your, your consent to allow it during a crisis period because it was illegal to tax the public for their, for their labor. Taxing them on labor was considered to be slavery for those who don't remember and don't know. <laughs> well, it's normal now, isn't it? So we truly live in a, in a system of intense indoctrination. Intense, really. It's astonishing. It really, I am astonished at how how they can cover the history in the making as we're living through it, and a few years after uh, the main events, they can re- reverse it or change it or eradicate it. Just like Orwell's um, 1984, Memory Hole, it just disappears. It's gone. Astonishing, isn't it? We're living through it. It's I mean, it's fascinating to watch it. It truly is fascinating to watch it. It's also fascinating to read. The supposed exposés on individual people who write or blog or whatever being hammered by the big boys, being hammered by them with paid professional propagandist organizations attached to military organizations. It's astonishing to watch this happening. And we're living through it. But the folk think, well, I'm okay. I've done done nothing wrong. I'll be okay. That's how it's always, isn't it? I'll, I'll get along. I'll be okay. They won't notice me. I'll just keep my head down and be good, as they say. But we're living in, in such a transient stage, isn't it? Everything's always transient with us now. It's hard to believe that all across the world, for not too long ago, generations would pass. Generations and generations where you know, a fixed class system, especially in Europe, and worse in some countries than others. And most folk just stayed in, just like India, the same as India, people have stayed in their class system uh, they didn't know any better to try and even move out of it. At one time they couldn't move out of it. If you were a serf you came with the land, the Lord owned the land, and you were sold along with the land and the property, it wasn't your property. You'd farm the land for them, tenant farmers, but you you own nothing basically. Nothing much has changed in a sense really, except we're not even allowed to go on the land anymore to do much farming. There's so many laws and regulations to keep you off of it, from especially in the farming area, because they don't really want farming. It's another story, again, I might even do one of them if I remember to do that, on what's been happening in the West by a law and legislation to do with, with reducing the amount of farms, which has been awfully successful over the last 20 odd years especially. But most folk don't know these things, they think, they, they, they don't, if you don't get clues of things given to you, most folk won't catch them at all. And again, why, why doesn't the mainstream media tell you, and your, especially your television, what's been going on? And what is going on in your lifetime? Never mind the oohs and as things, oh there's lots of sex going on, oh my goodness, you wouldn't believe what these folk are doing now, blah 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 blah. blah. That's nonsense, that's, that's trivia to me. But the things that really matter, they never tell you about. Just don't seem to think it worthwhile to, to mention it. Like the government has literally ordered uh, the vast reduction of farms over the years, from the very top. And that the United Nations said, along even before that, that farming was just too important to be left to farmers. They wanted the big agribusinesses to take it all over. And like everything else, there's many ways to get you off the land. And to stop you farming uh, by increasing prices and things that they all need but through monopolies. Everything in to, farming today is owned by monopolies. They see your GM this and GM that, and their pesticides too go along with it. Easy to get you off. And if government just ups your taxes a little bit, that's you, that's you done for, you see. Or, or they tell the banks, to raise your interest rates, on your, and that's it, you're under again. Many ways to get you off the land. And that's really how, how it's done, isn't it? But it was mandated, it was put into law and worked into effect. That's how things really do work. So we're living in a global system that was always the intention of it. The global system had nothing to do with liberty, equality, fraternity for for the general population, believe you me, never ever. A democracy never had anything to do with it. Democracy is a term which those who push it have never believed in. And they're quite open about that. The Club of Rome mentioned that democracy would never work. There are too many competing factions, which is true. Isn't it true? Look around you. Look, look at all the groups that are fighting each other just on the internet. And in chat rooms and, and so on. And they keep creating more groups all the time and often funded from the very top to, to create this, this whole scenario. Because eventually, you're going to be told from the top, after the next big crash, by the way, you you have to go into a a new system of being governed. I've read the articles from the UN over the years, and the Club of Rome, the big think tank for this uh, this agenda, the ones who dreamt up the whole environmental uh, system uh, to be used. It's all your fault, but the climate and everything else, to take away your rights. And how are you going to live? And where are you going to live? And it was all dreamt up by then. That was their task at the time, to find a reason for it. So they hit on, they said uh, man would be the, 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 the fault of all of this. So we hit upon the idea of global warming and, and famine and pestilence and drought, etc. That would fit the bill. It was man, man's problem. Man caused it. That would fit the bill. And we we'll live through it all, and to just ignore what they said to, to you when you mention it, <laughs> and continue with an international panel on climate change, which again we don't vote for, like any other institution at in the United Nations, uh, that somehow can just have stuff drafted up for it that everybody signs, and your leaders, your supposed leaders... Sign into law and in effect And you suffer through austerity And you, you'll you be taught shortly That you can't eat meat They've had these discussions Of weaning you off meat big time And when you do that They're going to bring you into a form of control you can't eat meat You've got to get other protein supplements And enzymes and so on Well then you have monopolies already set up That will be the ones that are authorized To dish this stuff out at a very high price too But you're not going to feel the same at all again One thing I I did talks many years ago Back in the 90s About uh, control over centuries Even thousands of years ago How it was known how different rulers With their priesthoods And the different intelligentsia of their day uh, used diet To keep the people in in a, a Lethargic State With just enough energy to do the work that was demanded of them Given a type of food that, that really did dull the IQ It really did dull them, And that can happen to everybody even today We know that This is all well documented from even a long, long, long time ago Rulers know this stuff The Machiavellian types of characters The advisors to, to governments and kings and queens Were well versed in the histories of managing As they call it, vast herds of people And today, it's much, much bigger Because our tax money now employs millions across the whole planet. The whole planet, they're involved in managing us all, in all kinds of ways. And to the general population, all they see is the faces they're supposed to see. The politicians, politicians are like punching Judy shows that you throw tomatoes at and go, oh, well, get them out. That's what that's what they are. They're meant to take heat, and that, but they know to take to do what they're told when they're when they're in office. And they're awfully well rewarded for it But they're not there to serve the public They definitely are not There to serve the public How come politicians across the world will Go along with the same global agenda All the different parts of the same global agenda How come? Why is that? Because they're pre-selected before they're allowed To even be known to the public And they're pre-selected by the big Organization that runs the planet On behalf of their masters because there's masters above them That's really how it really is as I say, I've, I've done too many talks and all. there's too much history out there about it all. What can you do about it? You're not living in what you thought was a democracy, although they keep telling you are. You really are not living in what you think is a democracy. And even in the US, they like, had they're a constitution for maybe five minutes, I think, before it was taken over and demolished. It didn't take long, really, for the same, the same global agenda to take place. And once, of course, they went into the late 1800s, they're already merged again with the same group that ran Britain, the, the Milner Group, the, the secret group that, of bankers that wanted to establish central banks across the world, which they would run in a global organisation, which they got with the League of Nations, uh, which morphed into the United Nations with World War II. Central banking, as they say. And they decide, eventually, once they had the Bretton Woods Agreement and took everybody off the gold standard, eventually... Then they wanted elastic money They actually said that Even the ones who set up the Federal Reserve for the US They they actually said that in their memoirs Their own books That uh, they wanted a a flexible money Elastic in other words And that's what you have today To suit the ones at the top That the idea of the old See the old British system The old one was Pounds, shillings and pence They called it it was a system where they, they, they put on a value of uh, sterling silver, a pound of sterling silver. They also had gold ones too, like sovereigns, in the, in the, especially in the, the, up into the Georgian era. They had copper, and you had 12 pennies, that was copper pennies to a shilling. And the shilling was silver at one point, and you had 20 shillings to the pound, so 20 uh, silver shillings was, was a pound weight That's where the pound came from And that's how they val- It all worked out how the value But once they did away with all of that so Then you can bring in brass You can bring in anything you want and uh, Which we have today It's just plated isn't it In all countries And the the paper money Is supposed to be an IOU basically That you could take to the bank at one time And I can remember even old Scottish notes Would, would say Um you could get it in species if you took it to the bank. The species was the, was the sterling silver. Then of course they did away with that too. They just laugh at you now. And because there's nothing backs it. Nothing at all. So it's a racket. And the racket benefits a system at the top. Everybody involved at the top with a big organisation that set up in the first place, this global system, benefits incredibly well. But the rest of the public are kept in perpetual... Slavery through a massive debt, ever-accumulating ever debt from the government itself. Because as they devalue your currency, that's really a hidden tax. That's really how it works. And right now, we're going into the, the big phase that was mentioned by the economists at the time. Even though it's all, it's all figures as far as I'm concerned, it's based on nothing. But the economists at the time of the 2008 crash said that the, the, the effects, the, the full effects of this crash and the bailouts to that these banks won't be uh, really noticed by the public as much, so much, except towards the end of at least a 10-year period. Eight to 10-year period, they said. And it hits you in shockwaves of three, they said. Well, this is, the, this is where it's coming up now. There's 10 years gone by. And bang, your, your currency's been drastically devalued in the last three or four years alone. Everything's shot up in price. And it's to go ahead further and further, because the government gave permission to all the different industries, especially food and so on, to start jacking up their prices. Because you have to go into austerity now. I gave the talks way back then, before it even happened, I said that um, they'd agreed to bring into austerity, one way or another, and once how they do it is to is just start jacking up the things for for essentials until all your money will go to pay for bare essentials. That's the system they're bringing in, step by step by step. For those who haven't figured it out, now they already have have mass riots planned in the future. Of course it will be, as things get worse, just like they did in France down the road, and every country had their preparations. For, for rebellion worked out when 2008 crash happened. In fact, uh, the U.S. had lots of articles, especially the rest of the countries are a bit quieter about what they've done, but they did the same things of uh, getting different organizations well-armed to deal with any internal crisis and how to deal with it all. In fact, even before the the nine eleven thing happened, with uh, the so-called wars against terror and so on, they had a, a, an omnibus crime bill passed in Canada, nineteen ninety eight. Remember, right at the same time as Oklahoma City bombing went off. In fact, in the states, but in Canada, the we were saying, what, scratching their heads, well, what, this is an omnibus. This is a, an, this. This is literally a, a, a martial law type thing with, with imprisonment without trial and all that, without charges, yada yada yad, and suspicion." And the, the journalists at the time in the newspapers in Canada were scratched and said, and they published it all it as Alan Rock's bill, supposedly. And they, they said, well, what do we need this for? Everything's being peaceful and quiet. Well, they knew what was coming down the pike, obviously, in order to ram it through. And they did ram it through. So everything is seen long before the public are given even the faintest after smell of it. That's how things get worked out. Now, the last crash and bailout they got, the government said, and the U.S. Treasury and the Federal Reserve gave special drawing rights to even Canadian banks. The top Canadian banks all got bailouts too. And the articles were out there in the mainstream papers and then disappeared very quickly. But I kept them in, repeated them a few times over. But, uh, yeah, we have to pay them back too naturally. It's all borrowed money. All oh, all board money has interest on it too And that's what special drawing rights means That the, the, the government must be your, your government, Canada, must have signed on You see, you had to sign on to it By the, the top cabinet and the prime minister To pay that back by this amount of time Or years or whatever it happens to be and then they signed in the bail-ins for the next time, the next round. Because the next one is to be a combination, because they, they'll get bailouts too. I mean, they always plunder the public, but they'll plunder it even worse by taking your bank accounts and so on as well. That was the bail-ins that came from the World Trade Organization and the World Bank. They, they had articles out across the, the world about that, and you can dig into it. And you, I, I posted them all ages ago too, because um, that's what's to happen next. Now, can you imagine how much austerity will be enforced by it? when that happens? When they grab your, your 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 savings, and and also get a bailout too, so they'll land more debt on top of you too, as to take your cash away. And you're going to vote for the same system to keep going. It's always done this every century. Does it two or three times a century? Generally, at least two. They plunder the world, and nobody goes to jail for it. That's the system. And we're taught that this is all quite normal. And don't, don't dig into it because you'll never, never, it's too complicated for you to understand. Peasant, just go back to sleep. And mind you, most will go back to sleep because there's so much cheap entertainment to distract them and distract them through almost every thinking, waking moment of the day. (laughs) It's astonishing, but it's not there by chance, is it? And I I might even give a talk on what not to do because. I've watched the, the stirring up, the creation, and then the stirring up of different sides, all kinds of sides here, and groups and factions with their chips in their shoulder, all getting funded from amazing sources at times. And it's just a little bit of advice. Now, I've told folk from all different groups and countries don't, don't fall for it. Don't, don't be someone's gopher for trouble. You'll get set up, you get used and tossed away. But also, don't fall. Everybody, d- Don't fall for this group thing Don't fall for it Because I, I know there's enough angry people out there From all groups Who are, who are really furious getting, It's like feeling the fire It's like building the fire underneath them Getting even more angry For the right time for When certain authorities might want this to happen And I'm sure that eventually they will But remember Whatever country you end up in Whatever country You take yourself there It's yourself that goes there And if you're unhappy in one place, you're going to be pretty well unhappy somewhere else. Happiness doesn't come from out there, where out there happens to be. It doesn't happen like that. And I think even happiness is overblown. You're not supposed to be exuberantly happy like they keep telling you. There are periods where you'll be quiet. There'll be periods where you will be depressed when you understand things, too. you are definitely going to have depressions. But that's what life is. Don't blame everybody else for it. Because those who lead us are awfully good with their masses of propagandists out there telling us how to feel and what we should do about it and all the rest of it and who to even hate, for instance. you understand that it's beyond that. Because they say this happiness thing is fine for movies, but real life doesn't have that. There's a little bits of contentment here and there. There's a lot of anxiety in the system that's, that's forced upon people too. Where everyone's been taught that somehow they've got to get to whatever, some level of something in this life, which doesn't happen for most people. It doesn't. Especially in a system constantly, constantly morphing into a different system. I, I look at all the different jobs that are getting lost over the years and years and years, and robotics getting pushed everywhere, and, and even checkout counters and stores, big stores, where they, want, they don't want to even pay for checkout to cashiers. And do you think? They're going to, you're going to somehow have a career somewhere. How many folk? How many folk now? Are going, if there's one job in, in one area, each area, and there's five hundred applying or a thousand applying to each one of them, how many are going to get employed? I can remember when Britain, years ago, had uh, during during the terrible, terrible depressions of the late seventies into the eighties they had, uh, uh, I think it was I think it was five, maybe five jobs for uh, engineers wanted in Australia. It was an ad in Britain. And they showed you this, this one of the cities in, in Britain, and they had a cube over a mile long, folk applying for these five jobs. It was that bad there. If were so desperate to try to get out of it. But they weren't, because they didn't realize that there's that, that certain quota management now, all agreed upon, and it was back then too, from the United Nations and all the countries. And the United Nations is just a pawn to the same group, Bronze chief for International Affairs. They set it up. And their bankers and their foundations run all. And their massive armies of NGOs. You see, the public are told very, very little of any truth of how their country actually works. It's a fact. We're told very little. The politicians, if we get beyond the politicians, ...and see what the different massive levels of bureaucracy... what ...which level of bureaucracy is working on... ...then you start to get an idea of what's happening within government. Not this soap opera stuff they give us to, to jump on. It's just... They don't want you to understand. That's the reason for it. But as I say, stop blaming all the time. You can't keep on blaming any particular group for, for your own despondency. The system is not meant in this day and age to bring you happiness... Getting back to the old system It says generations At one time could live Just like their parents before them As peasants As serfs Know nothing They worked these, these little farms And so on In rural areas And that was their existence Their clothing Would, would be the same There's no fashion industry For the people then Not for the peasants It would be, be the same As their great grandparents Before them Just You know That's how it went This modern system it Really was only given By and decision at the top Give a little bit A few more pennies To, to the peasantry From World War II onwards Really A brief uh, <laughs> Change That was it Very brief Because before that it was, it was pretty well held For most folk George Orwell himself Was all for socialism Like many of his people of his, his day, when he saw the, the massive marches all the way down to London by workers. So these weren't loud screaming marches, these were people dressed in their working clothes. That's all they owned. They didn't have different suits and different shoes for this. No, what they wore at work was what they wore in the street. And they marched all the way down to London, very quietly, orderly, to put in their petitions. That's how it used to be. But it was so impressive because it was a great, the, the, the depression, the Great Depression, I think, to be honest with you, I don't think it ever went away from Britain. I really don't think so. This brief little bit of what appears to be prosperity from maybe the 70s onwards, for a little piece for some people, not for them all. It's just it. And the throwing of credit cards at them so they can, they can juggle credit cards for the first time. The same in Canada that happened too. One time you needed some property to get any kind of credit at all. It was designed that way. We're well managed, I must admit to, to be passive And pretty stupid too And you're trained to be naive why, why would anybody want to keep you in the dark? Read your history You might find out why But we certainly don't live in reality As I say, it's an amazing time now, And I knew it too, unfortunately that When I saw the library books being ditched By the thousands in local dumps Back in the 90s because uh, it's they, all in preparation for the internet coming It shows you how the they always do things way ahead I thought a lot of these things will never be transposed onto whatever method of, of for computer And they're gone, they're gone And that's what's been... It's still gone. yet, they're still dumping stuff yet in libraries But, but they're getting to the stage now where it's just... The more recent novels and stuff they're dumping, there's nothing much left to dump. A lot of stuff has gone from not on disc. And the stuff on disc has often been uh, very carefully filtered before you, you get it and censored. Ren George Orwell's memory hole time, down the memory hole. Anyway, sorry for babbling on, but it's, uh, just some of the thoughts I see these days when I, I hear all these different forces screaming at each other, and they don't realize that, that everybody's getting used here. Very carefully, very very well managed, too. And that they have so many well trained operatives all over the place to manage us. Intelligence agencies have the, have the most of them. Of course they do. They always have. Lawrence, who is Lawrence of Arabia, talked about it. He was recruited at university, like many of his peer group. That never stopped. It always goes on. All countries do it. The CIA admitted to tap folk in universities for the, and all the other organizations, too. That's how they do it. The top civil servants that go into the civil service are tapped even as, as high school. They're often as young as that. But they certainly train the operatives and the agitators and so on. So be very, very careful. That's what I'm saying to you. Because you bring yourself with you and there's no instant happiness by even moving to a place. There really isn't. You take yourself with you. Well, I'm going to rattle through a, a few articles here because the time just flies and again as always. But I want to mention one to do with Macron in France, which is really something. I mean, he really got a shock, maybe, maybe a shock. Maybe they'll they'll manage to work their way around it. But when the people themselves, from all the different across across France, young folks especially who've been left out of all decision-making, what happens to their country and their debt and their taxation to do with even more massive debt to come if you bring in mass migration? Because you pay for it all. Of course you pay for it all. And when you're broke, I mean, how, for, for every, every borrowing that you're, and loan that your, your government takes on from who, whoever they get the nonsense from, let's borrow a bunch of nothings from whatever it is and pay them back with real stuff, real estate and so on, uh, the public are never brought in on it. What do you think of this? So anyway, Macron got his, his, his shock when the folk just said, enough. But mind you too, it's interesting how they diverted it very quickly off to the to the shootings in, in Strasbourg And of course he said he'll back off from taxing the people immediately He'll But they'll just get away around it and, and sneak it in again bit by bit, a small bit at a time Instead of just one big bit That's what Francis Bacon suggested to the king when he said, you know, but taxation, don't do it in one big chunk just put a penny on this and a penny on that And that's just back then And a penny here and a penny there And you get what you want And But they won't notice it so much We're so well understood, you know He really is uh, quite amazing He doesn't. He's so out of touch with it, obviously And they're so arrogant at the top, too Because he won't mix with ordinary people He mixes with his own peer group Who are the secret little bunch behind him And uh, they think they can just say, "Okay, we're going to bring millions and more in, and tax you more, and tax you for carbon and all the rest of it, just for existing." Which, of course, is the agenda for total control. Where you can live, if you can even breed, etc., etc. That's—I'm not kidding you. That's what all that science fiction stuff they gave you all came from. Lots of meetings in the past from the futurist societies who attended them. A lot of them, (laughs) these big meetings. Also Farage, of course, Farage the guy who supposedly got the Brexit thing on the go and um, walked away from it when they could have taken a petition to the Queen and got signed in. That was it. But they didn't. I, I think he was more astonished that they actually, the folk wanted to leave in such a amount as, as they got. They really do. I thought he looked in kind a of shock that. But anyway, he, uh, he, he walked away from it and, uh, and we watched the nonsense in Britain with the, the leave bunch. Again, too, don't forget who really owns the country. It's not the people. And if they do, one way or another, it's the same London, the City of London, that that will will run it. Obviously, they'll never let go because they're really the financiers to the planet to an extent. All the big, big money goes through those banks in London, the City of London. Always has, mind you. But they say that uh, our politicians will betray us completely. And he, he tells the Leave means Leave rally. He believes there will be a second referendum, while Archbishop Jacob Rees-Mogg claims we can do things better ourselves. But anyway, you'll find too that um, Tony Blair, of course, is out there uh, advocating a second vote, you see. It's kind of like Mark Twain, who, he didn't say that things repeated themselves, he said, but he, he said they kind of do in a sense. In other words, he, he said that uh, they tend to rhyme and that's close enough, isn't it? Because they change names and so on, but they use the same process, same techniques are used over and over again. And, um, and that's what you've got with, uh, with, with this whole thing, so we can do things better in Britain. And and, uh, and there's Tony Blair saying we can vote again. It reminds me of when the vote were given the vote to, uh, to join. You know, and all that kind of stuff, and they kept saying no and it was in the papers too at the time, they all wrote about it at the time, they said that they'll, they'll keep telling the public to vote till they get it right <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what they did isn't it, and it doesn't really matter what you vote for, because it was all planned a long time, before you were even born, this whole global society and the free trade system etc, under regional blocks and that's not conspiracy that's, that was published long, long before even before I was born and the League of Nations talked about it too And they've got it all The regional world system, with the trading blocks set up Also, again, we're taught so much myth So much myth-making today uh, And they use people who are dead as to, 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 part of the myth they, Dead folk can't come back and say well, That's all lies or nonsense, or not quite true And so they use them all the time for that reason Because they can't say it's not quite true But it says here, uh, and... Um, this is in Africa. It says, teachers ripped down a statue of Gandhi unveiled by Ghana's president, saying the independence leader was racist as a young man in South Africa. And uh, so anyway, the teachers at the University of Ghana pulled down the statue Wednesday. And um, it was first unveiled in 2016 for the heroes of Africa. And uh, But then, this is in his own writings and so on, he, he was rather racist to do with the, many of the Africans themselves. But it doesn't matter, does it? Because they always uh, change things, and use it for their own causes, you see. And I always think of, of, of Gandhi as a man who, who went to Oxford. Uh, that was the same area of, of the Milner group, by the way. Uh, and um, All Souls College was there too, and that's the, the top members, the inner group all belonged to All Souls for Life, actually, as fellows. And, um, and they went over to Africa and to try to get the Asian groups and the, and the, and the groups from India uh, to have more rights for them. But in the process, he was rather blatantly nasty about the Africans themselves. So anyway, they pulled it down. But that doesn't matter, they are going to still kind of use it as a, well, he taught us how to, how to protest and so on, and, and, and how to have forms of protest without violence. But don't forget what Gandhi said too. He said, uh, he did say that those who cannot stand and cannot manage and handle uh, violence uh, um, should should really use the other type of protest. He didn't. He didn't say so don't use that <laughs> because they did have <laughs> rather violent protests too. But they change sure. reality, don't they, all the time. Also, I like to talk about this little bit on Trump. It says Trump approves indefinite U.S. presence in Syria. And uh, so again, like everything else he's done, he's turned 180 degrees and is. He says he had just five months ago he said he wanted to get out of Syria and bring US troops home has approved a new strategy for indefinite extended military, diplomatic and economic efforts there, according to senior State Department officials so um, they're going to add more and more troops to it and so on and of course they're turning up the heat against Iran and Syria and they've said quite openly, again, again, again the folk keep forgetting it, they want a regime change, in other words going to, they want to change government there the West wants to change the government, not anybody's in the country. What does it matter of what people in Syria want? It is an arrogance too that that come on. Why are you involved in all our country's affairs? Do we have an open society here with our governments? Of course you don't. You're supposed to just stay happy and play until you die. Don't get involved in anything, don't be a nuisance. Just be ignorant, well entertained, enjoy yourself, and uh, and and be a good citizen. That's what they mean by good citizen. Don't cause any waves. Don't ask any questions. But um, I'll put a couple of articles up on on, on Trump. As uh, more folk who who held out to the end, I actually didn't want to admit just where we'd gone with it all. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't surprise me. Also, it's interesting about these self-driving cars. They've been killing a lot of people and uh, more are getting killed all the time, but this is all accepted because this is the, the agenda that's been obviously agreed upon by a group at the very top, above any level of the public input. That it's going to be like this anyway. But one article says we shouldn't be hitting things every 15,000 miles. Uber employee warned firm of self driving safety risk five days before autonomous cars struck and killed a pedestrian. And another one. So I guess that's just collateral damage to get the agenda through of self driving cars. But eventually you won't need them because you won't be allowed to drive anyway or even go anywhere except in your little authorised area according to the whole agenda for the 21st century. Now, a big one for Australia and Canada should listen too, because the massive uh, overpriced uh, housing bubble is ready to collapse again. It says Australia is warned to prepare for a severe housing collapse and banking crisis. So we're really going into it. I know we're going into it. I have no doubt at all about it. Um, That's the way it's been planned. And we're pretty well there. As I say, this is the time for austerity. We've hit the right year for it. And they jacked up all the prices again, out of sight, okay, way beyond any realistic value. And uh, here we are again, ready to go. And that'll, that'll help to kick it off again. And down we go into the next part of austerity. Part of it in Australia is, is also that China is heavily investing in buying up houses. And, um, and of course, the real estate agents are quite happy to, to help uh, drum up even higher, of course, for the big commissions. And that fuels the problem. And that happens elsewhere, too. And their local folk can't afford them The houses anymore And then this other one says OECD warns Australia to to prepare contingency plans For a severe collapse in the housing market So they're really pushing it up there We're well on the way actually As I say, Canada's just the same Definitely, way out of sight And they've got some uh, guy in the government A kind of ombudsman type character Who comes out very soft and warns us in Canada But no one pays any heed to it Because I say the real estate guys Are on on a roll to jack up the prices Everybody's in greed, of course, and greed you know, always ends up with a, a massive crash And they'll start flipping the, the, the mortgages again until no know, one knows who owns anything, and then we'll crash again Now, quite a few articles here on radio frequencies being used now to monitor all inner homes it's, it's really an old story, because Israel, I think Israel had articles a few years ago Where they could use a k- a kind of uh, all the different connections of different devices in your home in uh, all the transmissions, they form a, an image inside your home and, and the rooms and so on. Well, they've, they've taken it even further, the, 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 comp- the different tech companies, and MIT is involved heavily in all this stuff, of course, to do Wi-Fi, to recognize people through their walls. Quite a few articles on that. Also, X-ray, Eyes in the Sky, new methods fire. Um, for 3D through wall imaging that utilizes drones and Wi-Fi as well. So that everything, when you would go this way, of course, you know, if they can do it, they'll do it. <laughs> There's no such thing as, a, oh, should we or not? No, they do it. That's that's a way of totalitarian systems. Of course it is. And one, no, I really you, you really can see through walls using drones and Wi-Fi, a lot of articles. And stray Wi-Fi signals could let spies see inside closed rooms. Well, they're all spying on you, so what's the difference? Government drones are now spying on Sacramento neighborhoods without the permission of the people. Well, what does the people matter, really? (laughs) You better look up the definition of people or person. I'm not kidding you. You really should, you know. And citizen. Your Google Home or Fitbit could be used against you in court. That's a good article. Too interesting article. Where the, the new smart home device in your bedroom is voice activated and it's always listening And it's now getting used in court cases and so on So what do you expect folks, hmm? Minority report is here And surveillance fears grow after Taylor Swift uses face recognition tech So there you go And police drones are watching you too, another article as well And uh, Alexa, who killed these women? US judge orders Amazon to provide Echoes audio files from the Alexa apparently and robot uprising Amazon warehouse bought uh, the, Using robots in the warehouse It sends 24 employees Human employees to hospital with bear mace It ripped open something And bear um, pepper spray For bears got loose And folk, some folks are in incredible con- condition With this stuff getting sprayed all over the place Because of this robot So there you go, just like the movies eh? And Facebook uh, files a patent To calculate your location in the future And this is old stuff really in a way Because that was evident a long time ago. They're already doing your, figuring you out, all your friends, your clusters, as you call it. Intelligence agencies do it as so well. If you send your materials off to different people, whatever you're writing, if, you, if, you, if you're doing a blog or whatever, they want to know who who they all are, who you've got in common, etc. We're getting so heavily spied upon by our masters, it really is astonishing. Or maybe not so. Most folk don't really care. They've been trained that it's somehow normal to be spied on. Isn't that amazing? Train, Let's. Bernie said, don't, he says, train people for your products. Well, everybody's been trained. So, what can you do, eh? The governments are not there to listen to you, that's for sure. They're too busy um, playing themselves with other things or ignoring you. And mandatory implementation of microchips and employees, UK government says it would likely be illegal an article upon that too Is to try to push it And push it But you'll find folk Will go forward and, and a lot of youngsters Will go for it anyway If you see it's trendy or, or James Bond has it Or something in a the movie uh, They'll want it United Nations members All the countries All our countries and our countries But the countries we live in Put it that way <laughs> The leaders have adopted The Global Migration Pact And uh, nobody got a vote on it It's just done by the ones At the top Because they're all They all belong To the same organisation They do what they're told They really do At the top they really, really do, and it's it's quite interesting to to understand what's what's all involved in all of it. Just like I think Canada had had the same thing. If you get put into a hospital in Canada and you die there, you 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 automatically put it down. I can tell you anyway at least as an, as an organ donor unless you opt out of it but if you don't know about it then you won't opt out because you'll be dead right <laughs> but also too and this is what i think what happened anyway because i remember reading an article well back about it unless i've changed it. anyway it says Australians will have their organs harvested for donation unless they opt out under new proposal to address shortfall and supply for transplants so at so one time they used to want you to opt in but now it's just taken for granted that they own you and you have to actually opt out if you know about it that is if you go into a hospital now you'll be awfully careful because they might someone might eye you up for what you're what you're worth as opposed to treating you for whatever you came in for. That's where we are in, in this wonderful uh, you know progressive society. Also the BBC apparently knowing says knowingly broadcasts coded negative imagery of Corbyn, that's a politician for Labour, top British lawyer claims Well they're all at it now, aren't they? They've always done this kind of stuff in media. They give you negative photographs next to a person they don't like, even if the if the if the articles got nothing to do with the photograph. I mean, that's I've seen that many times too. Just to round it off here, if I can get to this particular story here. Oh yeah, Macron's credibility shatters. France joins Italy in budget disgrace. So there you go, budget disgrace. Get punished too by the big boys for for not managing this this big increase for the taxes the way were supposed to do it. And one, another article, too, about them jumping for joy. Now that the, the IPCC for has, has got their things through and got the different governments to go along and start taxing the people into the ground, basically, to save the world and put the money through their carbon tax banks. And that's oh the big boys again. They control the whole planet now, eh, these bankers. Any con will do, and they've done a lot of good cons. But then they, they can't help but win, because they're using all our tax money and lots of professional... Uh, people who are experts in marketing to 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 con us, aren't they? That's what marketing's about: making folk do something that they otherwise wouldn't want to do, or even buy, or whatever. That's what Theresa May is really. She belongs to London Livery, the City of London. It's like kind of their own uh, many many guild society, and it's to do also with uh, of professional marketers. That's where she always was. You know how we con people and lie and, and deceive you and get you to do things you'd rather not do. and go along with things you perhaps shouldn't go along with. That's what it's all about. I hate rushing through these talks, but that's where I'm right now too. That's just the way it is at the moment because, as I say, you know things are, are not the way they used to be. They're getting awfully tough on, and threatening on people who just speak out now. As I knew it would eventually, I mentioned way back in the 90s that the internet would be a short-lived thing for freedom of speech, and they'd, they'd rein it in, and after they have you all hooked on you, on the fact that you need it, see, they made it almost a necessity for most folk. Much of it on it, too, is addictive, that's why the first thing they made sure everybody knew about it. all the papers cheered it on, oh my, do you know there's lots of porn on on the internet, oh my God, to make sure everybody went into it. That's the reason for it. And I knew that eventually, once they got the banking on it and everything else on it, then of course they start to to take away all your rights and freedoms and privileges. And, and that's what they're doing on cue. On they had articles back in the 90s about uh, information warfare and the dangers of, of government losing control and all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. They, they were never never intended to lose control. But it was necessity that everybody could get, get onto the internet, absolutely. By Al Gore, he, he pushed that thing too That to be a necessity And it was going to transform the world But he also said too it was going to change everybody and, and there'd be a lot of control element in it too So here we are One thing about the big boys They always tell you what they're going to do It's just so sad That most folk won't believe them Even when, when they tell you Oh they'd never do that they, they say it but they don't mean it Yes they do They follow a big business plan Big agenda Perfectly worked out Millions of workers working for them across the planet And think tanks And, and civil services of all kinds Even private ones All doing it all And academia of course There's not, no guessing to this agenda at all and Remember as I said too, it doesn't mean you get you down If you can become aware of all this and, and understand it You'll actually get freedom from it Because your mind is not locked up In a confusion of wondering why all the things go wrong you want, You'll stop blaming yourself hopefully or, or drinking yourself into the ground Or drugging yourself into the ground uh, Wondering what's wrong with you Well it's not so much you you see It's a system Your mind has been stolen from you Your freedom of knowing has been stolen from you From birth From myself I'm Alan Waterman From Ontario Canada And it's good night to me Your God or your God's school with you